Hi, all, and welcome back to Damon All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and Tracy and I are back together in the studio I'm today. I'm so happy. <laughs> Which is good. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's that time of year. Yeah. I was all over the place in a little bit of Vegas, which was a little bit of fun. I love Vegas. So all I'm the tired. humanity there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we are not going to talk about Brett Kavanaugh today. Since we recorded last, he's been confirmed to the to the bench, and so be it. That's how it goes. But, you know, in reflecting on the last couple weeks, I started thinking, like, what, what, how can we spend this next 30 minutes in a way that finds the silver lining of Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. Nobody's crying. Nobody's crying. Either way. <laughs> is to talk about girlfriends. And, and I'm in this crazy hectic time, I'm squeezing in a 24-hour trip this weekend with some of my closest, oldest, closest friends in New York. And and I got to thinking that what some how fun that is to look forward to. And then that the last couple of weeks have only sort of been weathered with sanity because of the time I spent with Tracy Dietz. And, you know, we talk a lot when we're outside of this little recording booth as well. I know, you saved me this past weekend. I had a really shitty thing happen to me at an event this weekend, and it was rough, and I... But not sexual. Oh, no, no, no. we usually talk about in here. (laughs) That is true. It was was definitely (laughs) not... It's a mind fuck more than a fuck fuck. Sexual. It was bad. I mean, I had somebody make me feel uh, really terrible, questioned my parenting, called me some names. Uh, It was was really trying, and, and Kelly texted me through that and then I had the opportunity to go back and spend the evening with my sister because she was on a girl's trip <laughs> at Lake Wiley so I get to go spend some time with them so fun and women are awesome I mean they just they come through like it was very much fuck that woman <laughs> you don't have to you're that none of that is you fuck her I think it's important I hope that the experience you had is not symptomatic the sort of divide that we are hearing a lot about that's happening in the country and more symptomatic of the lo- the where you were and what was happening but you, as we as we think about what is our refuge from the storm often it's usually family and for me it's friends it's like in my uh, at my wedding my best girlfriend who will be there this weekend who was my maid of honor said in her toast Caleb she's going to be a great a great wife and a great partner in your life, but you just have to remember two things: she loves cheesy movies and she needs time with time with her girlfriends. <laughs> like it is, it's a very important part of my life. And and turns out there's some science behind it, which is yeah, which is what we're going to talk about. But before that, we are drinking some wine because oh. we're talking about girlfriends. So Tracy, tell us a little bit about what's happening. So uh, I went and got a couple bottles of white because I know they're your favorites. Well, that's what you drink during the day. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I drink during the day. Uh, so uh, I went and I basically had an option of probably 20 wines to pick from because I was at the Wegmans and I had to get cold ones because they're white. And there it never go. dawned on me that I would, you have to get the ones that are, you know, it dawned on me that they, you would need the cold ones, but not that they would have such a limit of supply that I just sure. forgot yeah. about them being in the river. So uh, I don't even know what this first one is. Okay. We're drinking it though. So we're drinking. And I went much cheaper this week. Did not spend the... Apparently, she did not get lucky in Vegas. That, is that the one? That is, that is the one that I... It's sweet. It is sweet. It's sweet. It's like, it's not um, it's not Riesling sweet, but is it like a Pinot Grigio? Richard's it looking, a, but he it can't a, find it. Oh, Vouvray. Yeah, Chenin Blanc. Usually, I like them. It's good. It's French. I like French white. It's it's good. I mean, it's a little sweeter than I prefer. I like them like a little bit more acidic, like lemony. And, I don't know that the but, next one is going to be more acidic and lemony. Well, we'll, we'll give it a try. We'll That's what we do. Okay, yeah. chug, chug, get a chug, chug, chug. Fuck me, God. Ah, I feel like there's going to be a lot to of fucks today. It's tough to do. Ugh. But happy, God. happy fucks. Wait, don't we have worse a poor than angry fucks? I thought Richard brought us a pork. I know, but what's the fun in that? And that is why okay. I love you. God, Ugh. how do you chug that so fast? I'm a really good chugger. <laughs> 
I have so many things to say we, about when, that. When we were at a conference last year, we played Flip Cup. Remember? I can drink so fast. I'm a very good chugger. You are. We have to do that again. We. <gasps> We have one coming up in Austin. That'll be we, fun. We have we have a Halloween party. No, this is still ribs. Um, mm. And then pour it back in here. No, well, oh. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't, do you really want – do you want to rinse a glass? No. No. I just don't want to chug that fast. <laughs> okay, here we go. Number two. All right, number two. This is, this is – uh, <laughs> did you just put ice? I did. I just like it cold, cold. This one's got oh. a little bubble to it. What is happening? Oh, is it a Vino Verde? I don't know. I bet it's a Vino Verde. I don't think it's a Vino Verde. I know oh, where it's fuck, from. That's so sweet. I know where it's from. It's from Argentina. Wow. Wait till you drink that. It's like a dessert wine. <laughs> oh, fuck. I need some ice. Naturally sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need ice in that. Okay. I'm going to go back for the I first like one. I feel if I put some... Uh... What kind is that? Well, well, at least you helped us uh, try so a new So speaking ones. of girlfriends, so neighborhood, my neighborhood... Torontes. So one one of my neighbors introduced that to us like eight years ago. And so we used to drink it all the time in the summer. But I feel like we put lime and lemon and stuff in it or something. Yeah. So this know. says, yeah, you can over ice with a slice of lime or the new age dry, which is you can put grapefruit juice and gin and mix it with this, Ooh. which is probably good summer cocktail. I'm not sure I'm digging it right now, though. I'm going back to the first. All right. I just put ice in it. So it made me feel more. Can I have the dump cup? Okay, so friend, so girlfriends, good to drink wine with, good to call in moments of conference crises, um, but the science behind it. So as I was trying to look up, I sort of felt in my my soul there would be science behind it. Sorry, I'm just. It's all about serotonin and oxytocin, right? Yeah. Well, partially. So we can go to that part for it, the hormone part. Research shows that women, possibly more than men, need to maintain. Those connections mean friendship connection and increases serotonin and oxytocin. Did you just say those? Mm-hmm. Serotonin and oxytocin. Those are apparently called the bonding hormones. Ooh. Yes. Those are also the falling in love hormones, I believe. Which is sort of related to the bonding hormones. Yeah. Yeah. But I think – so I read this big article recently about women and hormones, which is like the thing we deal with our whole life. And stress means you – Stress means you create stress, lack of sleep, and overconsumption, basically the story of my life right now, make you deplete the level of oxytocin your body makes, which fucks with your whole system. It makes you tired. It makes you lethargic. Something makes you moody. But friendships create oxytocin. So I can drink more wine if I drink it with you. That's awesome. Than drinking alone in my house, which is not good for anybody. Right. Yes. Yeah. We try not to drink alone. So I think Uh, that that's interesting. So that's – it's – I'm going to bring up men because um, I'm curious is if the same – like if you have friendships with men, does the same thing happen or is it just with women? So like a lot it's just of friendships was, as a whole. A lot, a lot of what I was reading was specifically – what was friendships at large, but often it was like one of the articles said friendships are – between men and between women are different. Women get more hormonally and emotionally out of friendships than men. It, it It's beneficial for men. It's good to have friends. It fills you up. It makes you more emotionally But sound. do we get the same benefit but we out get, of a friendship with a man as we do out of a friendship with a woman? Oh, That's I misinterpreted miss your question. So one of the articles I read said it's nice and all to try, but it's very hard for women to have as deep and honest friendships with men as they do women. Just because there is like that sexual undertone? Yeah, or... that there will undoubtedly always be a moment of sexual tension, even if it has no no intention of like acting on it. What if the men are gay? Uh, is it that it different? It didn't say that in the article, I'm but curious. probably it's different because there isn't that sort of that underlying right. yeah, attraction factor. So back to the science. 
not only women... Oh, God, I read this other great thing that felt like it was really you and me, which is an article sort of to do with friendship because because you, you should be friends with women who swear more. Women who swear more have all Fuck. of these benefits. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. So um, you swear a lot too, though. So much. Yeah. So okay. much. It's not just me. Yeah. In fact, Caleb was in New York last weekend for a family thing, and my um, my sister in law's mother, Caleb's brother's wife's mother, my sister in law's mother, is a big fan of the podcast. Ooh. She lives in Rochester, New York. She waits for it every week, and she asked Caleb, "Could you just?" Ask Kelly to have a little bit better language. <laughs> so, Joan Linear, I will try for you. I promise, but no promises. Because swearing is a good thing. They're also I'm more... curious, though, does she not like the language because she just thinks it's a unnecessary, probably. Un- unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll ask her, but okay. that would be my guess. Oh, all right. So, women who swear more are more loyal and trustworthy. They're also more upfront, which is unsprising. I'm like a walking elephant. Where they're <laughs> elephants like super loyal and trustworthy, and that something. also the logo or the of the, the animal for the Republican Party for the good old party. Yeah, um, it is a good old good party. Old, isn't that what that stands for? Grand JP? old party. Grand old party. Thank yeah. you. Um, they wear their hearts. <laughs> I knew I was like this I said is that. all over the fucking place. I said that, and I was like that. Not, that doesn't sound right. Yes, that's very negative. So some scientists conducted an observational research. Conducted observational research, which. Seems like a job we should all have. That sounds really fun. And the results prove that extroverts swore more. Well, you, you're an extrovert, right? Clearly. Yeah. And and they've concluded that the use of curse words made people seem more honest and real, which also makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of all the people I know that don't swear. <laughs> and there are some. Jen Harrington. Uh, at all? Oh, I don't know. She just doesn't. I mean. Not she, as much as we do. Well, okay, nobody okay. swears, as much, nobody as, swears as much as we do. Uh, I, I think she might swear a little. I don't know. I was on a call this morning with a woman who, um, so, like, instead of saying fucking, she said effing. Like, with, I feel like I it feel was, like you can't do that. It was sort of a half business, so maybe she didn't know if it was like okay to say fucking with me. But like, I, it's so, it's three and a half weeks till election day, and now I just almost in every email I write, I use the word fuck. <laughs> It feels good, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, I misspelled that person's name four times on that digital ad. I fucked that up. So sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so my kids will say, it's funny, because they now say the F word. They don't say it. They they call it the F word. And there are two F words. There's fuck and there's freaking. Freaking. Fucking freaking. Mm -hmm. Right. And so whenever I say freaking, Charlie's like, mommy, you cannot say (laughs) the F word. Yeah. Great. You should not even talk about the F word. It's funny to hear it come out of Lyle's mouth. He was telling me that some big kids in the neighborhood told him that in this song they were listening to, there were three bad words, two bad words. And I was like, what are they? And he's like, fucking hell. He's <laughs> just five. He like still has a baby face. He's sitting in the backseat, fucking hell. And I had to be like, ah! <laughs> which I like laughed. He was so cute when he said it. <laughs> and I was like, you can't say that. You can't. I mean, he. Was, I was like, you should know that word. But I was having like a real struggle about my kid. And at that Lyle, point, you just, so funny. you just have to say like, you can't. You know it exists. Do you, it's in that do song. Do you swear in front of them? I try not to. Yeah, I don't either. But when Addison was three, she she was sitting at the Play-Doh table like playing with something. And uh, we had a, a nanny at the time. And I was sitting at the kitchen table like working. And she's looking for something and like playing with Play-Doh. And all of a sudden she just goes... Where's the fucking blue one? <laughs> like, use it as in, like, an adjective, like, had the right inflection, and I'm sitting over the table, like, yes! And our nanny, of course, lost it and was yeah. like, 
Yeah. You do not say that word. I'm like, good job, nanny. Goodbye. I'm over here like, yeah. yeah. hypocrite. Um, so the good. other thing about women who swear, and this article said, the usual stereotype is to assume that women who curse have a limited vocabulary. Well, guess what? You're wrong. A study conducted a joint effort in Massachusetts and Marist colleges aimed to test whether those who know more swear words would also happen to know more Regular words. <laughs> the answer is yes, they did. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> what it right. So do you think that uh, it's because we just use it oftentimes as an adjective? I think that like we know I think the that words, having we a just... bo- like having a potty mouth, like in societal and cultural judgmental space, is for people that um, are lower class and lower class people Wait, who what? don't understand Wait, you just people say? that use curse words all the time don't know like manners and don't know uh, how you're supposed to act in certain places so you're probably of a lower class and if you're in a lower class then I'm, you're lesser educated i mean there, i think that that's a possibility a thing. that i'm lower class it well is, it is could be but you know you know a lot of quote unquote regular words so i think we're good there i know i do know some regular <laughs> words okay moving on I feel like I just got woman's blind. New- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Any day, love. I'll do it any day. I'm good at it. I'm so good at it. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh. God, this feels good. Numerous scientific studies. So moving on. <laughs> Numerous scientific studies and reviews have shown us what exactly friends are for. They slash our risk of mortality in half. Does this mean I'm living to like 95? <laughs> so long. You, We're going to be nursing all together. <laughs> still fighting over shit. Can we share a room? You sleep better when I'm in the room with you. I do. <laughs> Your room will be like skulls and bedazzled and mine will just be like gray and blue tones. And I'll That's still be it. like touting the Republican Party will not be the Republican you'll be, Party. You'll, I'll be spraying else. your hair big and you'll be flat ironing mine. And I'll be in a tunic. We'll be dying be each other's hair. <laughs> I don't mean a crap top because my boobs will sag so much. So <laughs> okay. they So they slash the mortality in half. They double our chances of recovering from depression. Okay, serious note. And then the next one is awesome. Make us 4.2 times less likely to get a cold. Like a common fucking cold. How is that possible? Being your friend. Because that just has to do with, like, not washing your hands and putting your fingers in your nose. I, I think. <laughs> I don't know French no, I think we that. release a hormone that ups our immune system. Oh. Like, I think it's a biological oh. reality that having friendship and, and that serotonin, that, uh, that oxytocin, affects our immune system, which allows us to fight oh. off viruses. So that's awesome. Isn't that fucking awesome? That's amazing. I'm like, well, I'm not getting friends the flu with shot Tracy. Then. Means Fuck that. I'm, I'm not, just gonna no, hang out. Not with the Kelly. flu. Not the flu. Cool. Not the flu. Yep, you got to get your flu shot. But Everybody's f- got to get their flu no, shot. No, that's true. I'm sorry. That's get okay. your flu shot. Yep. Sorry. But anyway, so I'm. Just, the more I hang out with you, the less sick I'll be, which feels that's awesome. awesome. Okay. Even when we're like violently disagreeing on something, I'm gonna get to Daddy, it. You're gonna get to it. <laughs> so the next one. Some people, some scientist people, Christakis and Fowler, saw that pals, you Wait, and me. Wait, what did you just say? Just names of people. Right, but those Christakis names were terrible. Christakis and Fowler. Those are, okay. Christakis seems like a Greek name, whatever. Saw that pals, you and me, were more likely to have similar senses of smell. Yeah. And I said our smell is wine. <laughs> we have a really similar sense of Why smell. Why would we have a better sense of smell? Because you come to really get to know somebody and really bond over similar interests. So, so wine. Right. That um, one kind of surprised anyone who struck up a friendship at a coffee shop or a musty old bookstore or a conference where we drink lots of wine. Or a 
Yes. Or a where we tiny little white studio of- where we drink lots of wine or a restaurant or pretty much anywhere because we drink wine everywhere. I mean, I have stopped eating cheese because of you. So there, <laughs> there you have it. It's possible that individuals who smell things in the same way are drawn to similar environments like you and me. That's funny, but we're so different politically. I know. But I'm saying all these other things. Right. Help with the whole difference thing. Okay, let's. where's the difference thing? Okay. Knowing what irritates a friend can make your relationship more stable and less frustrating, according to this study. At least this is the conclusion arrived to by Dr. Charity Friesen of the Wilfrid L'Oreal University in Canada. Canada, eh? <clears throat> I feel like we're being very scientific today. Well, when I put in information into the discussion with you, you're always like, what are the stats? <laughs> what what are the facts? What are the stats? Who said it? I like is facts. it proven? I like right. facts. The whole fucking thing today is filled up with it's facts. So great, and I'm um, disagreeing with none of it <laughs> because uh, all you're telling me is that we get to like <laughs> drunk and be happy and love each other. Like I'm on board uh, with that. So this woman, Dr. Charity Friesen of Canada, after giving a questionnaire to college friends about the attitudes and situations that irritated them or that they or their friend didn't like. They found out if they know that information, they're more likely to like each other. It's called the if-then profile. She considers knowing friends' reactions when faced with different situations just as important as knowing their tastes. So I know that if I'm sitting in this booth and I say something extreme like, a long time ago we talked about a pumpkin farm near you that had like a no racist, no Nazis allowed thing. And then I said, Nazis just want to kill black people. And you said, you can't say that. But you knew I was going to say it. So we were good. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I know that irritates you. So right. Like, but you know that. So we're good. But I say it less. So you, it less. you so knowing <laughs> you get irritated when I speak in extremes or knowing I get irritated when you get all conservative on me. That's why we're friends. Because I'm like super conservative and that's not what she said. <clears throat> According to the study, the characteristic. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't even help it. I can't say that. I can say that's not what she said. I can also say that's what she said because it's fucking funny. It's fucking hysterical. How many times do you have to say a joke before it gets not funny anymore? Are we kicking a dead horse at this point? Like, Richard, say something that's going to be great. Tee it up for me. Come on. I need a good tee up for that's what she said. That feels like putting him on the spot to me. Okay. Think about that. The the characteristics. And heaven forbid we put a man on the spot. I mean, we don't want to be. I I just don't think he deserves that. Well, that's true. The characteristics that most irritated the study subjects were skepticism, gullibility, shyness, social boldness, which are opposites, perfectionism, and obliviousness. I am none of those things. I feel like I'm all those things. <laughs> I was just being an asshole. I'm skeptical. I'm for sure gullible. Like, I, if I could change one sort of characteristic about myself, it would be my gullibleness. Like, people too. so gull. I fall for everything. Even the really obvious. <laughs> there it is. For those of you that couldn't hear him, Richard make a good made a good. That's what she said. Joke. Shyness, not shy. So I find you myself could be finding shy, anxiety when I have to do something that's hard, but I do it. So I feel like my extroversion is stronger than my introversion, or my boldness is stronger than my shyness. But I think I have both characteristics. So it's interesting. What? Give me an example of something that you have to do that you think is that's hard for you. Like if we're having an issue with a client, and I know I have to like call somebody and have a serious conversation about like or like collections. If I have an out, overdue invoice out there and I need to collect, gotcha. I'm like, fuck, I got to do this. Got to do this. Take a deep breath. And then I do it, and I do it, and it happens, and it's fine, and it's over. But I always I have that beat. Sometimes I give myself a time. Like if it's 11 in the morning and I have to do that, I'm like, by 11.27, I'm going to make the call. I if, give myself like... If you ate a live toad 
when you woke up every morning, you would not have to do anything harder than that the rest of the day. <laughs> what saying. is that? Are you having a stroke? What is happening? A live toad? <laughs> yeah. Have you never heard that? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's the hardest thing you would ever have to do in the morning. This is how but you can you... tell that she comes from the South, where people <laughs> eat live toads, apparently. No! What is the thing? <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. Don't mean me. I was just trying to be funny. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> oh, just drink more wine. Okay. Um, <laughs> social boldness. Women... <laughs> women apparently are irritated when other women are socially bold. That's weird, right? Wait, what? Well, one of the characteristics that most irritated the study study subjects of this of this study we talked about about yeah um, is social boldness. So women were irritated by women that were socially bold, or I can't just tell people if, in general. I think general. just friendships. I don't think this one's just women. I think this is gender gender ambiguous. So social boldness, I mean, that's like being outgoing and being like, loud. Is that like, and being, being, like the, being like the douche of the party is social boldness? Well, no, I don't know. Because when I think of social boldness, I would think of Liz Chatterton. One of my favorite but people. But we love you so much. I love her. I adore her. <laughs> She's one of my favorite people on the planet. So I would definitely not consider her annoying or the douche. But you know what you're getting when... You- I mean, the, the the point of this is if you know about – the more you know about somebody, even if they irritate the fuck out of you, you're more likely to have a Which good friendship. Which we're not saying that – Right, we're right. But we know her. that when Liz goes into a room, she's socially bold. Yeah. Or when – yeah. Or when you go into a room, you're the prettiest one. <laughs> <laughs> she's so pretty. Oh. So pretty. I so needed to hear that today. <laughs> I love you. Uh, perfectionism, which I definitely don't have. <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, I wish I had more of that. I don't uh, need shit to be perfect. Uh, so I have a lot of that. I would like myself to be perfect, like appearance, politeness. I have but a like, lot of perfectionism the world, I don't need anything in the world to be perfect. Yes. But I, is that what, I don't know that don't that's know. what they're really talking about. I think they're talking about perfectionism. But perfectionism can also be like you need every T to be crossed and I to be dotted. And you need like to finish everything you start. And, you know, like if you're, well, that's if like, you're a crafter, uh, your book has a, to be perfect. There's a, uh, there's a medical term for that. OCD. OCD. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Obsessive consult. Yes. My, my college roommate is OCD and she's do, do weird things like, oh, she couldn't, she can't wear asymmetrical shirts because it's not touching one shoulder, but not the other. Natalie. Shout out. Sorry. She listens to the pod. I'm not. Love you, that's, that's No, hard. we can laugh at her. She's into it. No. I, not laugh not at okay. her, but with her. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's frustrating. But oh. I think that's different from perfectionist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is obliviousness. <laughs> God, I wish I was more oblivious. That'd be great. I think. Do you think we're at all oblivious? I think I'm overly unoblivious. I don't Those know. I feel like there are times. Absolutely. I'm. So the, mo- the thing that probably frustrates me more <clears throat> I shouldn't say the thing that frustrates me the most in life. It is not. But people that get off escalators and stop. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, or walk into like a store and stop. Nobody can get by you. What? Like, just be fucking aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Sorry. People um, in Costco, <clears throat> people in Wegmans, people in Whole Foods can all fuck off. I was an agreeing. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, he yeah. just yeah. drives me crazy. He just killed him. Yeah, <sighs> no playgrounds. Um, right. Yeah, so I think what we, I think in an effort to find um, something that we can <laughs> be happy about <laughs> in this moment of complete shit um, is me just proving that this podcast is for the power what? of good. <laughs> um, I would like to dig it. It's not in the, I'm not going to go. 
I'm going to do something off the outline real That's quick. That's fine because I have really but, not even looked at the outline <laughs> the whole time um, you've been talking. But last week when we were – before Kevin, I was confirmed, we talked about generational differences, about will the next generation approach these sorts of things differently and me sort of hanging my hat on that. This I listened to something this morning where they interviewed a group of – high school girls in Brooklyn about Kavanaugh, which was fascinating, super fascinating. But what I took away from it was that these girls are aware, they're tuned in, they have voices, they have opinions. They, they, I mean, they, they're dealing with shit. You know, a lot of them have had um, unwanted attention and and more. But Every one, woman has had unwanted attention. Yeah. And, Just to um, be clear. Uh, one of them said when when the interviewer asked the question of, do you think there's any difference with the fact that this thing happened to Kavanaugh 36 when he was in high school and you guys are in high school and do you think what you do now should carry with you? You know, these are kids in high school. It's sort of a heavy question. And one of the girls said, you know what? Here in high school, people we do have and people expect us to have a moral compass. When we make decisions, we know if it's right or if it's wrong. And we'll know that when we're grownups and we'll know that in our whole life. So yeah, we are making decisions that will be with us. And I was just like, what? I mean, unprompted, that high school girl just sort of gave that up. The same interviewer went to Mississippi and talked to a 60-year-old conservative woman. A six sixty. Oh. And it was a much different story. I had to turn it up. I didn't have to. I listened because you should always listen to all the sides, but frustrating. But I just want to sort of re-up the idea that I think that time and the movement and the voices regardless of actions, regardless of what's happening right now, it's looking good for our kids. I'm feeling in a moment of what can feel like challenging and sadness and hopelessness, I think that I still have hope for Adelaide and Charlie, Addison and Charlie and Gareth and Lyle. So one of the things that I think will be different for them as opposed to us is they can speak up. If something happens to them, to. Yeah. they can speak up. They can say something right then and there. So it's not and a we'll thing believe of, them. Right. And it's not well now we, we have if yes. they tell us now. Like what, if, right, yeah. right. And so there will be an investigation and there will be questions and there will be a thing. Or they'll have the support of At some least, people. Right. Yeah. Right. So that it doesn't come up forty years from now right. where it's a thing. Like it's it's that's the time what these, is now. These girls said in this interview, they said well, one girl did say something to her mom, and her mom was not kind about it. But another one said, you could tell your friends. You could go to your teachers. You know, like, there is space to talk about it. And I think that's really refreshing. And I think it's good. And I think for my boys, I think that they'll have the courage to be more open and honest with their male friends about how they should ask act. You know, that w- there's expectation. And that friends will expect things from friends as grownups will expect things from kids, as girls will expect things from boys and boys from girls. And if you're same-sex same interested, same way. But I just think that's changing, and I feel really good about that. Right, and that people are talking about all of it. All so of it. that's so very much. different. Talking about it so much. It's very different. Well, we are... Gonna just keep drinking the wine, being the friends. This was fun doing today. the thing. I have I no idea you. if anybody's I gonna love you so much. find this uh, fun. Well, I think but hopefully I when fun. people listen to it, they'll think about their own girlfriends. Yeah, and how gr- glad they are to have those girls in their life. He's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yay! Thanks so much. Thanks and listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, friends. See you next week. 